Prince must rule. Praise you, Lord. So if you turn with me to Galatians 5, we're going to be reading that whole chapter, Galatians 5, 1 to 26. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. So he is telling them here that that doesn't make them uh, a good Christian by being circumcised. Verse 4, Christ has become no effect unto you. Whosoever you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by faith. Love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's saying to us there, if we're not walking in love, then he's saying to us, our faith won't work. So if we're ever thinking, why am I not getting answers? What's going on in this family or whatever it is? Check. Check yourself. Check yourself. Are you walking in love? Hallelujah. Even when we don't feel like doing it, we've got to. Christ in us is that love. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven, he's speaking, that means sin, leaveneth the whole lump. Somehow sin will try to get in, and that's why we have to be alert. Here's what he's trying to tell us. I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubled you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. He's telling us that people will be always talking against us and about us and probably accusing us. Uh, which are lies, but that's why he's saying to us that you be none otherwise minded, but he that troubles you, see anybody who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. We can't be like those that live around us, your neighbors, or sometimes even your family that aren't saved yet, but he's telling us, don't get down about their accusations or their actions against you. Sometimes they make fun of you. They make fun of us. He's telling us not to let that 
bother us. Hallelujah. I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubled you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. I would they were even cut off, which trouble you. For brethren, you have be called, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Now notice verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. See, the Mosaic Covenant had to do with the senses. Our new covenant with Christ has to do with the spirit. The people that may be talking against you or acting badly, they are not following their spirit. They're following their sins and, and their bodies, their minds that are telling them how to react to the Christians. But he says here, we, we go with the spirit, which is love, love, love. The battle we fight daily is in the senses, see, eat, touch, feel. The spirit must rule. Don't let the senses rule us. We know that uh, in these days, the attacks are worse than they've ever been. And it doesn't mean that they're going to get better. No. But they will continue. And it's up to us to use the love of Christ. He loves us. Give it out. Give it out so that they, they will walk in love and come to the Lord. We have to be the overcomers, he said. Our spirit must rule. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of the other. And this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Hmm. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law, but liberty. You are under liberty, not under the law. That's what he wants us to remember here. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, and he's going to tell you what they are which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, that's unbridled lust. If people watch TV, they can fall into the traps. We were able to watch other stations when we noticed that a lot of them are not, not right. There's very few now, very few unless you're watching Christian stations, if you could get them. But that's why he's saying, 
uh, and this here, unbridled lust. It's all over the screen on the TV. It's the law of the senses to go according, the world wants us to go according to what we feel, mm -hmm. our flesh, and we have to push that down. That's what he's trying to tell us over here. Any of these sins of the flesh, if practiced, lead to demonic activity. Satan just went, waits for us to bend and fall into them, which verse 20 tells you what these law of the senses are. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, that means disagreeing, emulations, or jealousy, wrath, that's anger, strife, seditions, or divisions, heresies, endings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That reveling is really so unbridled, merry wake, uh, merry making, and witchcraft is the incantations by means of drugs, right? By means of drugs, because witchcraft. There's also a Greek word pharmakia, from which we get the word pharmacy, drugs. Use of drugs leads to sorcery, which is sin which leads to bondage. Now, if you go to a doctor and the doctor gives you medication, he's not talking about that kind of drugs, but he is talking about the drugs that we know. There are many people that live on drugs. I know someone that I always counseled, and she says, I can't do without them. I just can't do without them. And I said, but then that's not you. That isn't you. And I told you the last time, I just said, let me strangle you a little bit to let you understand that you think that's helping you, but it's not. It's not. And she just said, well, she's like, I can't help it. I just can't help it. And then that le leads to selling the drugs also to others. It doesn't get better when you allow that pharmakia to take over. In verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering and being very tolerant, gentleness, goodness. The baptism in the Holy Spirit produces power not fruits. That's what we're talking about. The fruit of the Spirit and faith. These even are the Beatitudes of Matthew 5. Glory to God. The fruit are the result of the Spirit's work in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we have. All the born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, have the fruit of the Spirit uh, in uh, let's see, verse 22, fruit is cultivated, gifts of the Spirit, and they are given. 
not talking about gifts of the Spirit as the fruits of the Spirit. The fruit is cultivated through the Holy Spirit. And faith is not the gift of faith, but faithfulness. Faithfulness to Christ. Following only the Lord. We walk in the Spirit. He even says that temperance is self-control. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Not talking about gifts of the Spirit as the fruits of the Spirit. As we obey our spirit, we have good fruit. That's what he's talking about here. And the flesh, that also is witchcraft. Witchcraft is an expression of man's rebellion against God. It's a driving force and is a desire to control people and circumstances and to intimidate people and to dominate whenever these things are used. Witchcraft is at work. The flesh is the opening for the demonic power of darkness. The flesh. Remember, the flesh is weak. We cannot let the flesh rule in us. It will try every day, every day. Our flesh would try to let us go and act on what we're feeling. It's hard, but we've got to realize that many people aren't saved. We want them to get saved. The only way they are going to get saved, especially those in your family, is when they see you walk in the Spirit. You rule in the Spirit. That you don't allow the flesh to rule. And a lot of times they'll think that you're a nut, but be a nut. It's okay. As long as you're following Christ. His way is only the one way. His way. That's what he's trying to tell us. In that verse 13, oh, I'm sorry, I went ahead here, uh, 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Provoking others means envying others for what we dare not do. Must be on God. We must be on God against some, such temptations. Many times the flesh is so weak that you want to give in to it because you want so much for the people in your family to receive Christ. And you feel badly at times about how they feel about you. And they probably even make fun of you. They say they love you, but they don't love you enough to follow your spirit. And listen, when you give them the message, if they do love you, they will listen. Even if they don't obey, we give out that word. 
that they must be saved, praise God, and someday it will come forth through your prayers, through your persistence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord is telling us here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm sure that you know a lot of people that aren't saved. Maybe not even in your family, but your friends. And they just think that you're weird. Yeah. And we can't apologize for walking in the Spirit. We continue to love them, love them through everything, and be that example that Christ wants us to be. The Christ in us loves them. He loves them, and he wants them so much to come to him. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Would you turn to Galatians chapter 6? And we're going to read just verses there, 7 to 10. Galatians 6, 7 to 10. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. That's so important. But it's important what we sow to. That's right. 8 says, sow to the flesh and you'll reap corruption. Like old, old traditions, when we followed old tra traditions, they bring dead things. So he's telling us, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reap. Sow to the flesh, and you will reap corruption. Sow to the spirit, and reap life everlasting. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't be weary in well-doing. In other words, don't give up. In due season, we shall reap if we don't give up. Don't give up. We know that even bad nutrition reaps hardening of arteries. Worry and fear reap heart attack. Bitterness reaps ulcers. We don't want to have those things. We don't want to have them. Bad nutrition gives the hardening arteries, worry and fear, heart attacks. Bitterness reaps ulcers. You know, with our love for our families, especially when it's your children and they're not, if they're older and they're still not saved and they don't want to hear you, it gives us like a heartache that we just can't. We, we love them so much, you know, and we want them to realize that we're not telling them anything that's going to harm them, but we have to pray for them. you got to pray in tongues when you don't know how to pray. Our God will do it. It's a promise to us. Us and our household shall be saved, and we believe it, Lord. We believe it. He tells us that all the time. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So we've got to realize what he is saying to us here. Let me see. Let me get with that. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, he says here, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have godly expectations of each other. Not our expectations. Otherwise, we'll be let down. Yes. Mm. It's so important for us to realize we can't go by what our flesh tells us. Especially as parents, we want so much to see our children be saved if they're not yet. But the idea is you keep praying for them. They shall be saved. Glory to God. Glory to God. They'll not be embarrassed of Christ. The thing is that the people that they mix with in school would make fun of them. And that's why a lot of the kids, even if they're saved, a lot of them don't want to act saved in school because of what the other kids would do. They'll, they'll really almost torment them. But our children will recognize that Christ in them is mighty. And as they stay and show that they are saved, the others will get saved. Their friends will get saved. Glory, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I hope this is letting you see some people that are not saved and to continue to pursue your praying for them. Never give up. Never give up. Our Lord wants them saved. He's going to use you one way or another. And it will be your prayers. Hallelujah. That's what we do. Pray ceaselessly for others, especially those that are right under our roof in our family, for, the parents, for relatives that you don't see very often. Pray for them. Pray for them. I know it just thrills me when we hear that someone, an old relative, got saved. And we haven't seen them in a long time, but we got the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's when we call them and we talk to them. And it's so exciting. Our God doesn't give up. And we're not supposed to give up. You will get them saved. Your prayers. We say over and over, avail it so much, so much. Would you go with us to our next scripture? Mark. Mark 4.
and they didn't want to hear it, and it didn't happen. But that's why the Lord is saying here, Satan comes immediately while you were talking, even before you talked to them, and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. He steals the word. Verse 16, and these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, and they become backslidden, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they are offended, they are poisoned by the bitterness. The heart still experiences the gifts of the Spirit, but not the fruits of the Spirit. If somebody will say the prayer, but then they, they receive it, but it has no root in them, and so endure, you know, they endure for a time, listening to the word, may even be reading the word, and afterward, when affliction or persecution arise, for the word's sake, immediately they are suspended, and that bitterness gets in, and they blame God. That's the whole thing. You know, a lot of times, even though you're a Christian for a long time, sometimes you don't realize it, but you blame God. And you say, look, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. Lord, the Lord, I tell you, he must laugh at us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And say, yeah, here she goes again. Here she goes again. But we have to remember how faithful he is. He keeps his word. He really, really does. And uh, when these, which are they, which are sown among the ones, such as hear the word, and the cares, see, the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Don't allow that to happen. If you have prayed with someone for salvation, and they said the prayer, you continue to pray for them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The devil will not want to get that word. They will get truly saved and stay saved. Hallelujah. Verse 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Now the thirtyfold is the ones who love the Lord. The 60 is the spirit-filled double portion. The hundredfold is the fullness, and they even go past Pentecost. That's each of you. You've had the Holy Spirit for years, and you stay with the Holy Spirit. You give out the Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying to us. That's who you are. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred, and you will always bring forth a hundredfold.
for your love of Christ and for giving out the word. That's what he's trying to tell us over and over. He wants us to remember that we're spirit-filled. Always operate in the spirit. The devil tries to wear us down that we will answer people in the flesh or act in the flesh. Don't do it. Don't do it. When you feel hurt, just pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. And that hurtfulness will turn to love for whoever is trying to hurt you. And they'll get saved. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord does. Glory to God. Glory to God. Our last scripture, 2 Chronicles 7. Hallelujah. And we're going to read, what is it, 12 to 14. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. What we're praying, we can pray for our world. We can pray for our country, too. That's what this is. 2 Chronicles 7, verses 12 to 14. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. And said to him, I have heard your, your prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. He's saying, but. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land more than ever. We need that for our country. Pray for America and for everyone that you are praying for to be saved. He's telling you that, that if you, you are his people which are called by his name, will humble yourselves and pray and seek his faith and turn from any wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, will forgive any sin and will heal their land of your family of all that you're doing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, almighty God. That's who he is, and that's what he wants. That's what he wants us to do, to also pray for the land that we live in. As we were even saying last week, I remember years ago, that was a long time ago, when we used to sing in an assembly, we'd sing, God bless America. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think our kids hear that song. In the school. I never mm -hmm. heard any of my grandchildren say it mm -hmm. or think about that. But that was an important part of how they taught us to be brought up, even as mm -hmm. little children, mm -hmm. to sing the God Bless America. Mm -hmm. Where has that all gone? Mm -hmm. We have to pray. 
We'll never get off our knees, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's important for us to pray, <clears throat> even for our country. As you saw that prayer that we gave out, praise God. <laughs> we don't have water, right, Nick? All right. Never mind. You want some oil? No, it's okay. Oil? It's all right. Jack will get it. Thank you, Jack. So I'm telling you, it's important. You think that that's a big chore that is required of you, not only to pray for our families and our friends, but for um, our country? No, it's not. It's not. You have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit not only will pray through you and use you to bring that prayer to coming. Because we can't give up on America. Amen. We should never, never give up on America because of the way they behave, because of the way they have the schools even today. I can't help it, but I'm always complaining about that, about how they allow them to dress a dress code. What dress code? There's no dress code. They can wear anything and everything, you know? And they're walking hand in hand with their lovers, pissing on the steps when we went to school once for our granddaughter. I almost fell over. We couldn't even go up the steps. That's what they were doing, you know? And I came home and I cried. I said, Lord, Lord, how could this be allowed in the, even in the schools? We have to remember that our prayers. Thank you, Jack. Thank you very much. Excuse me. Our prayers do avail much. Remember that. And never be discouraged. When you're discouraged, that's when it's a sign to you you're doing something right for the Lord. Mm. So don't give in to it. Mm. Jesus loves us all so much. And he hears our prayers. Stay in the spirit. Sometimes it's pretty hard because of those who work. But still, you can pray in tongues under your breath <clears throat> while you're working. You know, even if it's in the bathroom, so what? <laughs> pray in tongues. And the Lord will hear your prayers and do it. Hallelujah. Jesus loves us so much. Let's never forget that.